Isaiah 33, 3. Hallelujah. Praise God. I got a word that I believe is really going to be an encouragement to you today. Hallelujah. Oh, man, that was so good. Thank you, Lord, for what you're doing in this place right now. Wow. Jeremiah 33, 3. We'll start off with. Oh, yeah. Thank you, Lord. Call to me and I will answer you and show you great and mighty things which you do not know. Now go to Jeremiah 29, 11 through 13. Mm. For I know the thoughts that I think toward you, says the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you a future and a hope. Then you will call upon me and go and pray to me, and I will listen to you, and you will seek me and find me when you search for me with all your heart. Now go down the road to James chapter 4. James chapter 4. Oh. This presence is so good up here. I just, I just, just close your eyes right now. Let's just, Lord, thank you for your presence. Thank you for what you're doing. Thank you, Lord, that you are straightening out our thinking right now. Whatever has been blinding our minds, whatever has been taking our attention this week, Lord, we focus on you right now. We realize, we realize you are doing something supernatural in this place and in this region like never before. Lord, we want to be a part of it. We want to be a part of it. Hallelujah. Oh, Lord, don't let it pass us by. We seek you, Lord. We seek you. We bless what you're doing in this place. Hallelujah. Wow. We probably could have went the whole service with praise and worship, really. <laughs> we really probably could. All right, James 4.8. Hallelujah. It says, draw near to God and he will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. All right, so some time ago, in a time of personal praise and worship that I had with the Lord, I was praising and worshiping him in tongues and with my understanding, and I was doing what the Bible calls ministering to the Lord. Have you ever heard that term? You're ministering to the Lord. You're, you're, you're putting Him first. You're praying. You're ministering to Him. He's, because He loves that. Amen? And when Christians minister to the Lord, it says in the book of Acts, the Holy Spirit, that's when the Holy Spirit spoke. It says they were ministering to the Lord, and then the Holy Spirit spoke. Amen? So the, ministering to the Lord is powerful. All right? And so during that praise and worship to the Lord... I stopped and I had this overwhelming desire in my heart to ask my Heavenly Father this question. This is what came up. I said, what can I do for you today? What can I do for you every day that will bring joy to your heart? Lord, I just want to bring joy to you. That's what sprung up on the inside of me. And the Holy Spirit spoke so clearly to my heart. Just one chapter in the Word of God. He said, Psalm 145. Psalm 145. Now, I'm going to go there in a minute. But when I turned to that 
that passage, Psalm 145, tears began to flow down my face. Because the question that I asked him, when you read that, you'll see in a little bit, it answered the question that I asked him. You ever had that before? You asked the Lord a question, and he led you to a Bible verse or some passage, and it answered it directly. Well, that's what happened to me. He led me to that, but I want to, I'll get to that in a moment, but I sense such a closeness, such a level of intimacy that was so pure and innocent. I, I don't even know. And, but the interesting thing is, the Lord was setting up this whole message today. Because that level of intimacy I felt then, I was feeling here in this service. So, wow, I, I, just, got, ooh, I just got a shot of the presence of God just saying that. Thank you, Lord. Have you ever wept at the goodness of God? Just thinking about his goodness, his presence, it just makes you weep. It's a, here, here, it's a heart softener. His presence is a heart softener. It was like I was in the throne room of heaven, sitting on my heavenly father's lap, and his love was just surrounding me. I'm talking about intimacy this morning. I want you to notice that I was praising and worshiping him. And seeking him, and then he spoke. He didn't speak to me until I spoke to him. I asked him a question. The word of God says, ask. He said, ask, seek, and knock. If, you're not, if he's not speaking to you, maybe you're not asking him anything. Ask him, amen? Speak to him. He wants to talk to you. So it is interesting in Psalm 114, verse 2, it says this. It says that Judah became his sanctuary. The word Judah means praise. When you start praising God, he he inhabits the praises of his people. His manifest presence was so tangible to me on that day and today. It felt like a warmth from the top of my head to the bottom of my feet. In James 4, 8, as we read, it says, you draw nigh to me and I will draw nigh to you. So he's expecting us to take the first step. We are to minister to him. Listen, we minister to him and he ministers to us. He who waters shall also be watered himself. The word of God says, amen. Many times we get so focused on the works mentality of the Christian life that we forget that our Heavenly Father, He wants a personal relationship with us. He desires that personal... Now, don't get me wrong. We need to be doers of the Word and not hearers only. But we need to focus. That should come out of an intimate relationship with Him. See, if, if, if your works, if you're doing good works, but there's not that intimacy with them, it's a dead work. Right? You're just trying to gain favor through works. But no, he wants relationship. Amen? There are too many Marthas and not enough Marys in the body of Christ. And as a result, we are, many are living the unfulfilled Christian life and are passing up the opportunity to taste heaven on earth. Go with me to Luke chapter 10. Let me show you something here. Martha and Mary. Say Martha and Mary. Oh yeah, the Lord's trying to get something across to us today. Amen? Look at this, Luke chapter 10, verses 38 through 42. I love this account. Now it happened as they went that he entered a certain village... And a certain woman named Martha welcomed him into her house. 
And she had a sister called Mary who also sat at Jesus' feet and heard his word. But Martha was distracted with much serving. And she approached him and said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Therefore, tell her to help me. And Jesus answered and said to her, Martha, Martha, you are worried and troubled about many things. But one thing is needed, and Mary has chosen that good part, which will not be taken away from her. <laughs> That's funny. Sometimes when Marianne asks me to do something or she's busy you know, doing something, she's like, can you help me? I, I pull that line, Martha, Martha. <laughs> I say, Martha, Martha, you're troubled about many things right now. <laughs> and I had to share that. I had to share it. Come on, there you go, brother. It's a good one. It's biblical. (laughs) But listen to this. Martha was distracted and busy. All right? She was working and neglected the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, who is right in her house. Mary, however, took the time to sit at Jesus' feet, to adore and worship him. You can, you can get, uh, you can walk as close with your heavenly father. Do you know this? As Adam and Eve walked. You can walk as close to your father as Enoch walked. Are you following me? You can have that intimacy. We need to seek God. And when we do that, we need to expect to hear from him. We need to expect his presence. Amen. There is nothing like in his presence. There is so, there's a fullness of joy in his presence. I'm telling you right now, we need His presence. That's why, as the pastor of this church, I don't want it just to be this and this and this. No, I want to lead people into that encounter, into His presence. If we don't have His presence, you walked out of here as unfulfilled as you did when you walked in. Amen? So I want people to experience His presence. That's where the change is going to come. Now, we need to seek God, and when we do that, again, we need to expect to hear from Him. I'm asking, uh, if, if I'm asking a question, I'm a, I'm a, if I ask you a question, I'm expecting a response from you, right? If you ask someone a question, you're expecting a response from them, right? You should, as a Christian, have a desire and a longing to bask in His presence. We need to have an expectation. The Holy Spirit spoke this to me before. He said, the expectation of my people is way too low. It's way too low. In fact, many people, you know, they just keep talking to God, talking to God, and you don't give Him any room to answer back. That's not relationship. Have you ever talked to someone and they just talk, 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 and you're just sitting there and all of a sudden you forgot what they talked about because, I mean, it's just, it's like a flood, right? It's like, hi, my name's James, right? I don't know who who you're talking to over here, right? But relationship is about talking and him answering back. Relationship is talking and answering back. You see, Jesus, so, you know, we got to get out of this whole works mentality thing. We got to come back to relationship. When you get that relationship and intimacy, man, I'm telling you, that, then, then it's a joy to be a doer of the word. It's a joy. You know, go to Luke uh, chapter 10, verse 17 through 20. Jesus had to straighten out the thinking of the 70 that were sent out to minister. All right, look at this. Let me show you this. 
Then the 70 returned with joy, saying, Lord, even the demons are subject to us in your name. And he said to them, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. Behold, I give unto you authority to trample on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Here it is, verse 20. Jesus is trying to correct their thought life. It says, nevertheless, do not rejoice in this, that the spirits are subject to you, but rather that uh, rejoice because your names are written in heaven. In other words, that you have a relationship with me. See, don't, you can't even count your ministry as intimacy with him. Do you know that? You can't even count that. It's about personal relationship. Because, I, it's, you know, on Judgment Day, there's going to be some that Jesus is going to turn away. Because they mistook, mistaked ministry for intimacy. You can't do it. So the 70 were getting caught up in the thrill and power of heaven and the work of the ministry instead of the thrill and being in relationship with their heavenly father. So in that account, Jesus, uh, in another account, Jesus' disciples, they were having trouble casting out a demon out of a young boy. I mentioned this before. Mark 9, 29. It said, he said, this kind could not come out by nothing but prayer and fasting. So remember, we talked about prayer and fasting increases your faith. Really, you could say it this way. Are you ready? Prayer and fasting increases your intimacy with their heavenly Father. A demon wouldn't come out because the intimacy level with that minister was not right with their heavenly Father. Are you following me? So you got, we got to know this. Jesus was telling, telling them that they were relying on their own strength an ability which always leads to inability. Prayer and fasting are for the benefit of seeking God. Prayer and fasting. Listen, if you're just prayer, praying and fasting to get a demon out of someone, that's still the wrong motive. Are you following me? It's still the wrong motive. Because it's, it's all about building your faith. And with faith comes intimacy with your Heavenly Father. Thank you, Lord. Well, I'm getting even just more of a revelation of this as I'm talking about this. The Holy Spirit said this to me. He said, there are too many of my people that are like the children of Israel. They expect Moses to go up the mountain and they want to stay at the bottom of the mountain. No, no, pastor, you do it. Can you see, does anybody in here notice how I've pulled back from even the, even a lot of the ministry stuff? We got the, we got the prayer team going. We got, are you, have you noticed that? Because I want you guys to go up the mountain. Amen. Amen. Now, I, now, I'll jump in whenever I want, obviously. But, <laughs> but there's a time when, I, you know, I just, I just felt the Holy Spirit say, we're raising the people to, up to minister, right? And in all of this prayer that we're doing on this church, all, oh man, I'm telling you, all of this prayer, I can just see people's intimacy level with, the, with our Heavenly Father start to grow. Hallelujah. Mm. He said, I desire intimacy with every one of my children. I desire intimacy with every... God's heart is saddened. He's saddened when you neglect and ignore the prompting of His Spirit to enter the throne room. Have you ever, when you you woke up in the middle of the night and, and you couldn't sleep, and you're just laying there, right? You might grab your phone, might play on Facebook a little bit. But, and you felt, right? You felt 
you felt that prompting, well, I should really get up and pray. I'm telling you, when, when the Holy Spirit does that, you better obey. Because there's going to be a blessing in it. There will be a blessing. If it comes to he wants us to do it even without his prompting on our own. But what I'm saying is when there's a prompting to do it, when there is that prompting to do it, there's a reason for it. There's a timing factor. Remember I talked about that before? When the Holy Spirit prompts you to do something, do not delay because there's a timing factor. Oh, the timer started. Something's going on. Don't let it pass you by. Amen? So when the Holy Spirit, let's go to, uh, back to Psalm 145. When the Holy Spirit directed me be, uh, to 145 Psalms, I caught the heart of God. I caught what he was trying to get across to me, and I hope I get it across to you. Go with me to Psalm 145. Remember, my question was, Lord, what can I do for you? Uh, what can I do to make you happy? Uh, Lord, I, I want you to smile down on me. I don't want to be a hindrance to your kingdom. I don't want to I don't want to be that problem child in the kingdom. <laughs> kids, you kids are in with us today, right? Kids, you need to ask your parents, parents, mom, dad, what can I do for you today? I want to be a good kid. What what would make you happy? Come on, somebody. And all the parents said? Amen. Amen. So remember, so again, I asked my heavenly father, what can I do for you today and every day that will bring joy to your heart? Psalm 145, one and two. Hallelujah. And it says this, it says, I will extol you, my God. Oh, my King, I will bless your name forever and ever. Look at this every day. Remember my question, what can I do for you today and every day? Every day I will bless you. And I will praise your name forever and ever. So it brings joy to our Heavenly Father when we extol and bless His name. Now some of you, I know what you're thinking, well that sounds great. What does extol mean? You know I like to give definitions, right? The Hebrew word that's translated extol literally means this. To raise or to lift higher, or to hold up, and to make taller. Say hold up. It brings joy to the heart of God when we lift Him up above our problems, above our circumstances, not just for a short time, but it's a holding up. Say holding up. It's a holding Him up in praise and worship. It's a holding Him up in your thought life. It's a constant thinking about him. It's not just in in a two-hour service lifting him up and then letting him down. No, it's a constantly 24-7 holding him up. Amen? It brings joy to the heart of God when we lift him up above all these things. Lifting God up above our circumstances. Lifting God up demonstrates our faith and trust toward him, which brings him joy. Amen? Remember, he, uh, Hebrews eleven six says, Without faith, it's impossible to please Him. Yeah. Say impossible. impossible. Oh, nothing's impossible with God. Yes, it is. There's, uh, there's some things that are impossible. It's impossible to please Him without faith. Yeah. And you will not have faith without an intimacy and relationship with Him. I just found that interesting. You know, Lord, what can I do today and every day? In verse 2 said, every day I will bless you. The word bless means this. Are you ready? It means this. To literally, it literally means to adore him. Yeah. 
Say adore. It means to adore. And again, I find it interesting, the word praise. It's to adore and praise Him. The word praise has the word raise in it. Extol Him. Lift Him up. Amen? How often do we take the time to lift our hands to the Lord and just praise and adore Him? Not just in a service, at home, everywhere. Amen? I see the fire of the Holy Ghost on you right now, brother. Praise God. Hallelujah. I love when the fire of God falls. Amen. Look at Psalm 145, 145, 3 and 5. Hallelujah. It says this, Great is the Lord and greatly to be praised, and His greatness is unsearchable. One generation shall praise your works to another and shall declare your mighty acts. I will meditate on your glorious splendor of your majesty and on your wondrous works. Remember, remember, this is that God was answering my question. What can I do, Lord? Oh, it brings him joy. It brings joy to our heavenly father when we meditate and think on him all day and night. Oh, does... You know, doesn't it, or, or, or wouldn't it bring joy to your heart knowing that your spouse thinks good thoughts about you all the time? Right? Think about it. Does, right? Does that make you feel good? Or someone or a friend, that someone has your back. They're thinking good thoughts toward you all the time. His will then is for us to fill our heart and our soul, our thoughts with him and his word. Now, look at Psalm 145, 6 and 7 as we keep this thing rolling. Men shall speak of your, of your might and your awesome acts, and I will declare your greatness. They shall utter the memory of your great goodness and shall sing of your righteousness. Oh, it brings our Heavenly Father joy when we are so excited about our relationship with Him. You can't keep it to yourself, but you tell others. Amen? Don't you love it? Husbands and wives, don't you love it? When you guys have just an awesome relationship and you guys are, when you talk to people and and you hear your spouse say, man, we have a great relationship. Okay, maybe a couple of you. Okay, marriage counseling. Get a card, somebody in the back and contact me. (laughs) But listen to this. Many Christians witness out of guilt and out of a works mentality, instead of a pure motive that's birthed from intimacy with God. See, that's when you're going to, you know, a lot of people, I hear a lot of people say, yeah, I try talking to people about God, but no one ever budges. You know when I've seen the, the biggest change in people's hearts when I've ministered to them? When that intimacy level is strong and it becomes contagious. That's when the sinners say, I, I don't know what you have, but I want it. And it's his intimacy, it's his presence, his anointing on your life. And that can only come through a relationship. Amen? Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you. Go to Psalm 145, 8 through 10. Oh, I feel it. We're getting the point across today, Holy Ghost. Here we go. The Lord is gracious and full of compassion, slow to anger and great in mercy. Oh, I like that. The Lord is good to all, and his tender mercies are over all his works. See, if there's not a tender mercy on those works, then it's not God. Come on, somebody. All your works shall praise you, O Lord, and your saints shall bless you. 
and your close walk with God, you will experience these kind of attributes. It won't just be head knowledge. It's personal heart knowledge. Say, it's got to come from my heart. He is not just a thing. He is not just a section of your life that you only grab that section on Sunday morning or Wednesday night. No, he is your everything. People say, people say, why aren't I seeing the power of God move? Because he's not your everything yet. That's why you got idols in your life. Kick those idols over. Get them out of your life. And then you'll start to see the power of God. Amen? What is it? Don't let anything take his place. There's a reason why Jesus did mighty miracles, signs, and wonders. And it wasn't because he was the son of God. He had an intimacy with his heavenly father. Are you following me? He went to the mountain all night to pray sometimes, it said. Why? Because he, want, he, he loved his heavenly father. And he knew where his strength come from. Hallelujah. Go to Psalm 145, 11 through 13. They shall speak of the glory of your kingdom and talk of your power. Why? Because you're experiencing it. To make known to the sons of men his mighty acts and the glorious majesty of his kingdom. Your kingdom is an everlasting kingdom and your dominion endures throughout all generations. Again, when you have that close relationship with your Heavenly Father, uh, you want to talk about all the wonderful things. You want to talk about all the manifestations that are happening in your life. I know so. there's some people that I've known in the past that God has done wonderful things about it, but they're embarrassed to talk about it. They've had powerful encounters with God, and they're, they're embarrassed to talk about it. No, you let your testimony fly like a jet. You let that testimony fly. Yeah, but people are going to think I'm crazy. You know, I had an angelic encounter and the presence of God. No, no, you let it fly. You tell people. Because here's what happens. The more you talk about it, you're releasing for uh, more. You're releasing for more encounters in the presence of God. Don't waste an encounter. Tell people. Tell people, let your testimony fly. Amen? Amen. When you talk about his kingdom and his presence, God can't help. The Holy Spirit can't help but show up and manifest on the scene. Look at this, Psalm 145, 14. The Lord upholds all who fall and raises up all who are bowed down. Our Heavenly Father upholds the faint and raises up the humble and those who worship Him. Now, humility, listen, uh, pride, listen to this, pride is a closing off of your heart. Pride is a closing off your heart to the Lord. I can do things myself. I can do it myself. It's self-help. You know, all those people, are, all those Christians that are in the self-help section, right? No, you've got to understand, you need the Holy Spirit. Now, He's going to show you what to do. you still got to do it, but it's anything but self-help. It's help from the Holy Ghost. Amen? And humility is an opening of your heart to the Lord. Humility is a gate opener to your heart. Amen? So true biblical humility will always manifest worship toward God. I remember when I first got born again, it was such a no-so experience. It was such a... 
uh, such a different world. I'd be in my car and and I'd I'd be cranking praise and worship and just singing out of purity, just out of purity to him. And and just the other day, I was riding in the car and, you know, I had some Christian music on and I'm just kind of meditating on things. And the Holy Spirit reminded me, he said, remember the purity you had toward me when you first got born again? I'm a pastor, people. I'm in full-time ministry, and the Holy Ghost rebuked me. Why? Because we can get so busy in our daily grind. Yes, even in ministry. We got to go back to that purity. There is such a purity. Uh, You know, we got to unclog our heart from all the junk we've gone through. Amen? That's why I don't buy it. When people say, you know, someone gets saved and they're all excited and I hear some, some people rebuke those newly saved people and say, well, you just wait. It's not, you're not going to be this excited about it. No, the, <laughs> Satan, I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. Come on. Yeah, he wants us to have that intimacy. He wants us to have that fire. Amen. Come back to your first love. The Holy Ghost rebuked me. Remember when you had that just, it was just you and me. Now it's you, it's ministry, it's, it's all these things that, that kind of clouded things. Wow. Thank you. Thank God for the rebuking of the Holy Ghost. Amen. See, any instruction from the Holy Ghost is trying to get you back into the perfect will of God. Let him rebuke you. Amen. Let him. I'm so glad he did. It, it was just a re, it was just kind of like a, like one of those things. You know, shh, shh, boom. Oh, okay. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Well, yes, we want the rebuke. We need because you know, in our in our just our finite human mind, we we don't. A lot of time we don't think of these things because we get so wrapped up in, in just life. But we got to remember, He is life. He is our life. Amen? He is everything. Amen. Man, I love that. Oh, look at Psalm 145, verse 18 here. Oh, no, verse 15 through 17. Did I read 15 through 17 yet? I don't think so. Thank you, thank you. Okay, here we go. Listen to this. The eyes of all, the eyes of all uh, look expectantly to you, and you give them their food in due season. You open your hand, think about this, and you satisfy the desire of every living thing. That's why poverty and lack is not from the Lord. Are you following me, somebody? Verse 17. The Lord is righteous in all his ways, gracious in all of his works. Now, the Holy Spirit spoke this to me in the past. Are you ready for this? The only way you're ever going to get God to open his hand is to seek his face. See, you want to know the problem is? Why you're not getting your prayers answered? Because you ask amiss. You're praying for him to open his hand without seeking intimacy with him. Are you following me? Now look at verse 18. The Lord is near to all who call upon him, to all who call upon him. Underline it, in truth. In truth. Not in desperation. See? 
you know something? God is not obligated to answer your prayer in desperation. But he will answer it when you come to him in faith. Are you following me? It brings our Heavenly Father joy when we call upon Him in sincerity and truth. God is just waiting for you to talk to Him. He wants more out of us. If we're, gonna, if we're wanting to walk into this revival, this outpouring, this awakening that He wants to do in this place and this region, and on the whole earth, really, but I want to do them here because I live here. Are you following me? Yeah, I'm going to be selfish about it. I want him to do it right here. In fact, listen, every pastor should want that in their church. Are you following me? There's nothing wrong with that. Amen? But God is waiting for us to talk to him. He takes pleasure when you decide by your own free will to talk to him. Especially in the times. Here it is. Are you ready for this? Especially in the times when there's no agenda. When there's no agenda. The only agenda is, Lord, I want to know you more. God, I want your presence. I, mm, I guarantee you, as you get to that place in your walk with the Lord, there's some things you won't even need to pray about. They're just going to happen because of that intimacy level with Him. Amen? You simply need to spend time with Him and commune with Him. Now, so, you know, God wants to meet all of our needs. Don't... You know, he wants us to meet, he wants to meet our needs, but it's good to simply spend time with him apart from give the, give me something attitude. Now, if anybody's having a problem understanding that concept, husbands, just ask your wife after the service to explain that concept a little bit deeper to you. Are you following me? Honey, can you please do this for me? No. Husbands, wives, don't you love it when your spouse comes to you and they just want to spend time with you? Right? Think about it. Say time. Time. Love. Love. And tenderness. (laughs) All right. Some of you you 80s fans got that of Michael Bolton, okay? Listen, great song. I do like that one. Okay, so uh, I just... I just outed myself on that one. Some of y'all lost respect for me on that because of Michael Bolton, but sorry. Okay, listen. It's a great love song. Now, Psalm 145, look at verse 19 through 20. All right. (laughs) Psalm 145, 19 through 21. All right, listen to this. He will fulfill the desire of those who fear Him, who fear, who reverence Him, who put Him first, who want, who want to get to know Him. Amen? Who, he also will hear the cry and save them. The Lord preserves all who love Him. Say, love Him. But all the wicked He will destroy. My mouth shall speak the praise of the Lord. And all flesh shall bless his holy name forever and ever. It brings our heavenly Father joy when we reverently and worshipfully fear and love him. See, love really comes down to that obedience thing. But, it's, but because of it, it's obedience out of a pure heart of intimacy. Amen? 
We as Christians, we ought to be in such awe, such awe of God's presence and power. We ought to reverence God more than any earthly thing, more than, more than even our earthly bosses. Amen? Listen, some of y'all treat your earthly boss better than your heavenly father. Are you following me? Now, I'm not saying disrespect your earthly boss. I'm not saying that. But my goodness, don't ignore your heavenly father. Amen? With all that's in us, we need to love our Heavenly Father for making a way for us to have that that communion, to be saved from the pits of hell through the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen? Amen. If you really, listen, if you (laughs) hear... Okay, marriage counseling, we can wrap it up all in this one thing right here. If you really love someone, you will want to spend quality time with them. If you really love someone, you will want to spend quality time with them. You can tell your spouse you love them all you want, but if you never make an effort, if you never spend time with them, you're simply just giving lip service. Amen? Your love toward God will be proven by your actions and the motivations of your heart. Now, the, you know, here's, the interesting thing is this. We can kind of hide things from people, Right? But the thing with God, he knows every part of your heart. He knows every part of my heart. Think about that. There is nothing we can hide from our Heavenly Father. That's why Jesus said in John 4, 24, that the Father seeks those that will worship him in spirit and in truth. Get rid of the unscriptural religious rituals and religious traditions in your life and just begin to, with a pure heart, seek him, worship him. If you're, home, you're in your car alone, you're, you're home alone, whatever, just talk to him. You know what it's called? Here it is. Practice the presence of God. You ever heard of that before? So you're at home, you're by yourself. And and just as if your spouse was standing right there, you're talking to God. Because he's there anyways. Just because you can't see him does not mean he's there. Do you see the wind blow? But you see what it's doing out there. Amen? Amen. He's there. He's there. So verse uh, 21, God wants us to verbally praise him. And not just think about it inwardly, right? We get so lazy, don't we? We just kind of have our own little praise party just as we're, you know, you can have a face like this and, you know, we're just, no, 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 no. He wants you to verbally praise him. Say verbally. And after the, whole, after the Holy Spirit, yes, after the Holy Spirit led me to this passage, he tied it all together and he said this, many in the body of Christ are going about it backwards and are spinning their spiritual wheels and going nowhere. Many Christians are so consumed with the works that they neglect the relationship when they need to focus on the, re- on the relationship with their Heavenly Father. And the works will spring forth from that intimacy. So my original question as I close right now, my original question to my Heavenly Father was this, Lord, what can I do for you today and every day? The message that the Lord was trying to get across to me uh, then and right now and to us was very simple, is this. I desire and crave your fellowship. I want you to be in love with me as much as I'm in love with you. Let's stand up in this place. We can just break it down like that. Prayer team, come on forward. LWC prayer team, come up to this altar.
Now, maybe there's someone in this place you have never met. Man, I feel the presence of God right now. Maybe there's someone in this place you've never made Jesus Christ the Lord of your life. Today is the day of salvation. Don't leave this place. Do not leave this place without making Him Lord of your life. You know the Holy Spirit is tugging on your heart right now. And there's a reason why He's tugging. Because the clock is ticking down to your eternity. Right now, eternity. The moment you take your last breath, it's done and it's over. Now I'm going to lump in the same group. Those that need to rededicate. If you need to make Jesus Lord of your life today or you need to rededicate, come on up and pray with any one of these prayer warriors right here. We want to lead you into that relationship. We want to lead you back into that perfect will of God for your life. Now, maybe there's someone in here you've never received the Holy Spirit baptism. You, some of you are saying, man, the Christian life is so boring. Oh, I feel so powerless. Come on down and receive the Holy Spirit baptism. Jesus said, you shall receive power after. Say after. The Holy Spirit has come upon you. Yes, when you got saved, He came in. But He wants to come upon you. He wants to endue you with power. And your life will change forever. Amen? Now, maybe there's someone in here you need prayer for healing, a prayer for a loved one, or anything else. You know, I, I just, all, all through the service, I felt someone here, you, you, you've been betrayed. There's someone in here that just has been betrayed by an individual, and you can't break free from that grief. If that's you, I want you to come to this altar and pray with one of these prayer warriors. There's, there's a special anointing on that. for some. It's been on me all service, and I'm speaking it right now. But Lord, I thank you for the word that you gave us today. Lord, I thank you for for the correcting, the rebuke from the Holy Spirit. Lord, when we're out of your will, when we're out of line, or, or we need to sharpen up spiritually, Holy Spirit, speak to us. Lord, we want to hear your voice. So Lord, I pray in the mighty name of Jesus Christ that you would bless every person in this place and camp them with your holy angels. Lord, I pray your glory would surround each and every one in this place, those watching around the world right now on the internet. And Lord God, you would go with them. I pray that each and every person in this place and watching online, listening online right now, that there would be a freshness in the intimacy level. You got something? Go ahead. Yes. Uh, this morning during worship, I saw a vision of an old black and white television. And as pastor went on with the message, um, what the Lord is speaking is the more intimate we are with him, that black and white television is going to deter- turn into an HD TV. Come on. Yeah. And we're going to see yeah. so crisp I and so it. clear Everything he has for us is going to become living color. It's just yeah. going to become vibrant like like a like one of these new TVs that you buy. It's just going to be crisp. Everything yep. we see 4K in the spirit yeah. realm is going Ultra to be crisp 4K. and clear, but but the Lord says that depends on how intimate we are with him. Yes. And the more intimate we are with him, the more clear and the more vibrant and the more crisp that color is going to become in the spirit realm. So that's powerful. Thank you, Lord. Praise God. Well, everyone, thank you. If you're a visitor, thank you so much for coming. We hope you had an experience today.
Amen. Everybody, uh, come on back. We got something going on Tuesday through Sunday. So have a great week. We love you all. And we live in Carroll now. Praise God.